Storytelling Live. Excerpt from The Four Loves, written by C.S. Lewis, Chapter 6, Charity. A garden is a good thing, but that is not the sort of goodness it has. It will remain a garden, as distinct from a wilderness, only if someone does all these things to it. Its real glory is of quite a different kind. The very fact that it needs constant weeding and pruning bears witness to that glory. It teems with life. It glows with color and smells like heaven and puts forward at every hour of a summer day beauties which man could never have created and could not even, on his own resources, have imagined. If you want to see the difference between its contribution and the gardener's, put the commonest weed it grows side by side with his hosts, rakes, shears, and packet of weed killer. You will have put beauty, energy, and fecundity beside dead, sterile things. Just so, our decency and common sense show gray and death-like beside the geniality of love. And when the garden is in its full glory, the gardener's contributions to that glory will still have been, in a sense, paltry compared with those of nature. Without life springing from the earth, without rain, light, and heat descending from the sky, he could do nothing. When he has done all, he has merely encouraged here and discouraged there powers and beauties that have a different source. But his share, though small, is indispensable and laborious. When God planted a garden, he set a man over it and set the man under himself. When he planted the garden of our nature and caused the flowering, fruiting loves to grow there, he set our will to dress them. Compared with them, it is dry and cold. And unless his grace comes down like the rain and the sunshine, we shall use this tool to little purpose. But its laborious and largely negative services are indispensable. If they were needed when the garden was still paradisal, how much more now, when the soil has gone sour and the worst weeds seem to thrive on it best? But heaven forbid we should work in the spirit of prigs and stoics. While we hack and prune, we know very well 
that what we are hacking and pruning is big with a splendor and vitality which a rational will could never of itself have supplied. To liberate that splendor, to let it become fully what it is trying to be, to have tall trees instead of scrubby tangles, and sweet apples instead of crabs, is part of our purpose, but only part. <laughs>